Okay, welcome to another episode of Short Films Big, Big Questions. With oh, we're getting better at that. Yeah, this time we, we didn't stutter. Yeah, Yang Kuz and Will Light is that? Yeah, not, Q's and Will, not Will. Will Yai. Will Yai. <laughs> So what's our question of the day, Will? So the big question for episode two is, what should I write about? It's all about the script, the writing, Mm. the first and the most important thing that you need. Yeah, exactly. A script. Um, You got nothing without a script. Yeah, so if the script is bad, the film's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, It doesn't matter, you know, everything we were talking about in the last episode in terms of you're building your crew and... You know, you might have a great cinematographer, great sound designer, sound recordist, yeah. great producer, great actors. <coughs> if the script's rubbish, then the, the film will be rubbish. Absolutely. Like, it does yeah. nothing will, nothing will, it just shows up on screen. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, you kind of, you hear things, and I can totally see this, but like, say, if the cinematographer's, if the cinematography's bad, and the script is good, the sound, everything else is good, you've still got a, probably mm. a good film, because, um you can kind of get away with that as an artistic choice. Or it yeah. could just be like a really low budget and you just don't have the time or the, the money to to yeah. get good visuals necessarily. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, you can make stuff on your phones. Now. Everyone always says that, I know. But you can. Yeah. You get, can get a decent enough image if you light it well. And yeah. if it sounds good, that's very important. Yeah. You know, but performance, even, obviously. But, but it's still script. not as important as the script. Because even yeah. if it sounds bad, it's... it's Really hard to forgive, but if the yeah. script is really good, you probably can yeah. forgive it. get involved in it anyway. Yeah, yeah I think, um, yeah, it just is. It is yeah. the most important and also the most probably underappreciated bit. Yeah, I remember um, one time I watched a production of Death of a Salesman, of mm. a Salesman and it was terrible. Like, it was like the acting <laughs> was so bad and the, um, you know, everything was so bad about it. It was amateur production, but it was so, I was so gripped because of the story and the script. Well, should we kick off? And then just in terms of maybe just start out by asking you, Will Niney, how do you decide? The hot seat. Yeah, what you want to write about. Um, That's a very good question. How have you decided? In the past. Um, Okay, well, if I answer this uh, in terms of how I started writing Last Drop, which is my last film, sound like I'm just going to, you know, promo my, my film. <laughs> uh, I'm not. The, okay, so the, the way I started that one um, was inspiration from... I got an email from a friend uh, who is now a housemate um, yeah. sending me, because he knew I was making films and things, and he sent me his friend's voice acting showreel. Uh-huh. Um, and I just thought his voice was incredible. This actor's voice was just so funny. Yeah. Um, and he was doing little things like Halifax adverts and then like uh, gaming things. And it was just the, the variety and the voice was just incredible. And I just started writing something based on his voice. I don't know. It just gave me inspiration to, to, to write something based in a pub. I don't know. I had the situation, pub. And then I had this voice, and then I just kind of went from there. Yeah, um, you you were influenced by another short film. Oh, but yeah, it's I very watched, different. But yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. The that, so there's two. Influence. I guess the gimmick of the voice has come from two Stranger Than Fiction, and then uh, I think it's called The Gunfighter. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. As well, and that's kind of based in a saloon with a bunch of cowboys, and you know, I love this idea of a narrator. Because you hear voiceovers in films a lot, but I just love the idea of a, a narrator being able to actually communicate with one of the characters. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was inherently very comedic. Yeah, I saw a, a music video as well, which was um, the credits were communicating with the actor as well, and I thought this is such oh. a genius. 
um, to mix melds the two meld, meld, meld the two together that, that normally are very very separate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I loved that idea, um, okay. and that's how I kind of started. So it kind of came to you because you heard your voice of you know you heard that voice actor's stuff. And then you were also influenced by a couple of other things. Really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think the influences are very important. So it's like paying attention to, you know, we were talking in the last episode about watching short films. So watching short films and watching films and reading. Yeah. Uh, and then just communicating with people and hearing stories. I think you can come up with... Yeah. There's, there's millions of stories out there. And then also mer- merging that with your own experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that, I think, you know, can provide a really good basis. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, for, isn't it? Like... Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty much the same. Like, you kind of have, like, an idea of something that you think would be... In, in my in my experience, like, of a, of a short film, and then you are influenced by other pieces. Yeah, pieces of work. Yeah. Because it's not, is it, what is it, great artists steal, right? They don't steal, yeah. they don't copy, but they steal elements yeah. that they like out of things. Mm. Uh, and then create their own original work from from that because you, yeah. you should be you should be watching and reading as much as you can and then that's how you get your yeah influences and then exp- I think experience is a massive one because yeah, if yeah. you're you need to be putting yourself into the work into the writing mm. I mean interestingly actually I, I'm just remembering like in uh, a talk I went to with Tom Harper oh uh, yeah uh, who Wild directed Rose. Wild Rose yeah. and then he did a lot of War and Peace episodes that BBC drama yes with... he did. James Norton. Is it Paul Dano in that as well? Yes. Yeah. And, and um, he did um, something with Eddie Redmayne. Uh, yes. Yeah, the balloon one. I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah. But a very good director anyway. But he was saying, like, it never worked for him in terms of coming up with ideas, just sitting down and writing on a pen and paper. Like, it's just mm. something that popped into his head. So one of his short films that kind of got him to where he is, you know, kind of got noticed, was um, one about urban fox hunting. Yeah, you see that. Yes, yes. Yeah, and then he said, like, you know, I just had that idea, just like walking mm. around, and he thought, oh, that would be a good idea for a short film. But for me, actually, I actually do spend a lot of time just sitting at a desk trying to think of stuff for yeah. like stories and whatever. So, it's is it? Do you, do you then? Is do you put your character? Do you have a character in mind first, or do you have a situation or a location or anything in mind first, and then does that spark other ideas? Yeah, actually, you know, to be fair, I think that's a really good way of, of doing it. And that's sort of what I did for my first film, Newbie. So mm. trying to have to work backwards, like, okay, what have I got available to me? Um, and can I make a, a short film with what I have available? Mm. So, I think that's a good, that's a very good way of looking at it. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. I mean, kind of, unfortunately, we are, like, sort of imprisoned by our restrictions. But it's, I think that's a good thing as well. Yeah, Because right? so, sure, like, it sure. creates... Well, it creates creativity. I mean, it makes you more creative with yeah. the limitations that you have. I don't think there's also yeah, the yeah. Uh, false um, belief that it's like, oh, if I have more money, then I'll be able to do a better film. I don't think it's necessarily true in no, terms of story. No, that's true too. Yeah. I mean, the, the hearing, one of the first things I did was, essentially it's two guys sat at a table in a forest. Yeah. And I like the idea of this the wiser table like with full of food in yeah. the middle of the forest and it's like oh, it's slightly out of place and it's like okay what can I do with the limitations of two guys essentially talking so you had at a table the, did you have the, that location in mind before you actually started the story then uh, I had the image in my head yeah so oh. weirdly started with an image and then kind of came up with and then did you know about the forest beforehand 
Uh, I was originally I thought it would be called cool have a table with food on it in a field with two guys sat at it, and I don't know why that just kind of popped into my head. Yeah. I thought it was a cool idea, um, and then you know it developed into something. Yeah. Well, it essentially is two guys uh, in a in a forest sat yeah. at a table. That's the whole film. But it's like how how can I make this interesting? Yeah. With two just like you know not millions of locations. One location. Yeah. Two guys at a table. Can I make a an eight-minute film that's interesting cool. with just that, yeah, yeah. you know. So I suppose that's different. That's interesting because it's just kind of like you start off with the visual there, whereas something else you yeah. can start off with just the hearing the voice. And for but me, a lot of times it's just what, yeah, like I said, like the lim- the limitations of what I have, and and also just sitting down and thinking about it and talking it through with people. Mm, yeah. So, so for mine, mine was just like off a one-liner, which I'd just been talking about for ages. Like I, I don't know, I got like a, fasc- a fascination with burglaries in general, but then like my idea was you know, two burglars are in separate bur- burglaries but bump into each other in the yeah. house and then that's the film. So yeah, I just like, great well, premise. I thought, well, that's a, that's a, I think that's a strong premise because people respond to that. Mm. Now I just have to figure out how to... Had you seen anything that influenced that original idea then? I hadn't. Okay. I mean, I know because people have told me afterwards when I talk about it, they go, oh, have you seen Inside Number 9? And then uh, I haven't seen that but I want to watch that. And then I haven't really hadn't seen anything quite yeah, like interesting, that. Have you? No, I haven't either. Uh, okay. That's why when I read that script, I thought it was really funny because I was like, "That's genius!" Like two, I haven't seen it. I hadn't seen anything like that. Yeah, where it was like two guys. That's so funny. Well, like, thank you. I mean, I oh, think it's, it's not it's genius over here. I can't believe to, I'm in the same room as didn't them. Didn't make it to can. God damn it! Mm, God damn it! Something so. But um, um, yeah, it's a fun, it's. It but was then good, it was fun for. Because we're we're now writing three different things together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really going into the deep end, and so that I think for me anyway, that's been a uh, um, a very rewarding process because you have an idea. Well, like I think so, both of us have had ideas for each of the two shorts that we're writing, and then we just soundboarded off each other. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, we're like, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? You know. And then it's kind of formed into yeah. a, a kind of, well, two scripts, I guess, at the moment. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that is that I feel like, and I don't know if you feel the same thing, but when you're trying to do stuff yourself, you I kind of just you kind of lose your mind a little bit and you stop being able to see it objectively. But I feel like if there's somebody else there, then you can just say, like, what about this? And then you'll know almost instantly whether or not that idea works. Mm. But whereas before, you could have spent three weeks thinking about that idea. Or yeah, writing yeah. it out and then do you know and what I mean? then finding out later maybe it doesn't yeah. maybe it doesn't work. Yeah, so, I think just having someone to soundboard off is is hugely yeah. important. But I think so. If we're going back to what should we write about, which is the, oh, the yes. big question we've gone off on a tangent about. <laughs> um, so I I think so from both of our experiences. Yeah. Um, I think you should embrace the limitations. So you should be writing essentially. So the two of my last short films. I've set in one location. Uh-huh. So one was in a forest and one was in a pub. Yeah. So I was confined and I confined myself to this one location. Because, yeah, because if you well, have multiple locations, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. yeah, it's really difficult because you've got to move yeah. everybody, sort out like timings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And also I think it's a good test, right? Like, can you be creative enough and can you create a story, a 10-minute story... Yeah. In this one location with minimal actors. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a really good place to start. It's like, okay, so what do you have near you? You had your house, yeah. your, your parents' place. Um, and then also 
your other th- your last film the next one yeah uh, so confusing saying that so your last yeah, film the next one um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just set, that's in one location yeah sure you know, with two and it was, in, it was close by to my parents home so I had it was just a farm and I went and talked to the guy so I and I thought it was quite picturesque and looked good cinematically so and I thought it worked for the story and it was close by to my to my home so I just mm. I literally thought well can I do that there feasibly logistically yes so did you work out the location and then you wrote your your script or no you... but I kind of in terms of the, the script for it because if in brief it's just a love story between two hitchhikers who are waiting for a ride um I thought okay well all I need is a is a road a long road kind of almost mm. American road and uh place on the side of it and I was yeah. like well I've got those near where I live so yeah, it's yeah, kind of it's like, like can, I, can you do it I'd say the, the most important thing is think about logistics what can I feasibly do and that is like kind of sets you free yeah I think I was talking to someone yesterday who hasn't he hasn't made anything yet and I, he wants to make a short film and he and they were fun ideas to be fair they, they were fun but they were crazy all over the place you know one was set in a bazaar a bazaar and then he was in down underneath a lake and all of this kind of stuff which is cool but uh, he also told me he has no money to make the film so yeah. it's like okay well you're not going to be able to make you know feasibly make that oh, yes yeah. it'll be fun to write probably so as a good a good writing exercise but if you want to start directing and and making your your stuff you should I think really stick to one or two locations maximum yeah, that you can you get. Know, yeah. You can get, and then just a limited cast. And it's also just a great challenge mm. in terms of okay, cool. What can I create? You know, yeah. What can I make with this one location? Can I make it entertaining? Or what do you want to do with it? Really, what do you want the audience to feel? All right. So we chatted about like sometimes you you know you maybe you should write about something for we talk about inspiration generally I suppose, um, but also like a lot of you know, reading a lot of stuff, going to a lot of talks, it's, you know, you're encouraged to write something that you feel very strongly about. Or, and you want, you know, you should write something if you have something to say yeah. about a certain subject. Um, what do you think about that, Will? Well, I, I think it's a, a great way of kind of that, that, if you've got had a personal experience or if you have, you feel like you can add to a conversation by making a short film or make, create awareness around a certain subject, I think short films or film in general can be a great way of doing that. I mean, look at you know, Ken Loach. All of his films have some kind of social message that they're trying to convey. I think it's interesting as well, like, that maybe when you have something to say, it doesn't necessarily have to be about a social theme. Or yeah, it can just yeah, be I about agree. life, maybe. Or yeah, like... I think it's got to be something, maybe not that you've experienced, but something that, you know, you, you feel like you can, like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell, right? Yeah, like, um, you know, having something to say, like, you don't need, maybe, yeah, don't need to necessarily say, the government is fucked, you know, Mm. like, that message doesn't need to be your message, it can be about, like, a nuance of love, or something, perhaps, perhaps that's what people mean when they say, like, you know, you should try and have something to say. Well, you put put yourself into it, I think, so, Martin Scorsese, all of his stuff is, like, he was, what, raised in Little Italy, and, you know, Mean Streets is all in Little Italy, it's all, like... It's him, it's his experiences, he's in that film, mm. you know. And I think, you know, with The Last Drop, for example, there's bits of that that are, that are me, mm. you know. And, um, you know, the next one maybe as well, the same with you, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, making it personal, I suppose, that kind of comes into that as well. So that can that can help. But then also, just, just, to, just as a side note, I mean, you can just, can't you just write a film that's like a, just a broad comedy? 
You can. Yeah, yeah, or why like, not? Or a horror. And yeah. those films don't really have something to say. I mean, you could yeah. argue that they do. But it's entertainment, but I think isn't it? It would be tenuous. Yeah, so, yeah. and I also have no problem at all with those kind of films. No, I don't think there should be a problem with them either. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, you know, it's, it's, an, it's entertainment, yeah. isn't it? And so. if you like those kind of films, then screw it. Just make those kind of films. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like. But um, I think that, you know, but, but by making it personal, it's like, you know, you should have something. That of yourself to put in there, right? Yeah, so you can say sure. like it doesn't have to be saying anything, but it's still you know you got to put yourself in there because you got to give yourself a bit to the script. Mm. Yeah, in order for it to be uh, Yeah, that's true. You, everything's personal, but maybe you don't need that kind of. You're you're really saying something really powerful yeah, and yeah. strong. That's kind of. Hard. I mean, it's some some great ones. I, and the, what's the shuttlecock? That one that won the BFI short yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily know what that was trying to say, well, it, but it was very entertaining. It was best short film. I think it won best, best UK short film. Maybe yeah, it won an award at the BFI. <laughs> for any fact checkers out there, come uh, come and email us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that, like, I don't know necessarily if it was trying to say anything. But it was yeah. great. It was a really really good short it film. It was good. I mean, there's probably if we were to go, you could probably pick apart a lot of things, films, and having something to say. But I'm mm. not sure. I mean, with that, maybe it was about like homo. Phobia or you know, like I don't know toxic like, masculinity. Death. Maybe toxic masculinity. Yeah, so, I guess so. You know, I, I you know, seen some read some interviews or heard Edgar Wright refer to like you know films that are quite preachy as broccoli films <laughs> or you know those kind of because you know it's like mm. you've got to eat your broccoli. Yeah, you know, and those films, I, you see, in my probably in my opinion, too much of those actually. Yeah, and I think it's it's a hard line because you want to. And as soon as you become preachy, the, the the message I think gets lost in that because you don't want to be told yeah. what to do. And maybe you know that just that that um, Shuttlecock film wasn't preachy at all because yeah. I didn't yeah, see yeah. it, but maybe too subtle then. Yeah, that is um, an interesting discussion, mm. which actually might lead us on to another point, which is um, when you're when you're thinking about what should I write about, should you write about to social theme or not to social <laughs> theme? Because like. You know, a lot of the films in festivals have social themes. Yeah. And they do well. Not all of them by any means. And and I'm not I don't want to paint all festivals with the same brush because yeah. I know a lot of festivals don't necessarily prioritise it. But it's easier for I imagine it's easier for a festival to put in a film if it has a social theme mm. because then it's easier for them to justify having that film in, rather if it's a film about Nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, Aesthetica, when I got to go, this was back in 2019 now, because I couldn't go last year, obviously. Yeah. Um, it was, I think there was a, it was a nice mix, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where I stand on all of that. It's quite. But you've got to say, like, at the BFI Festival. Yeah, time, yeah, this is true. At the BFI Film Festival, the one just gone, it felt like every single film had a yeah. very clear social theme attached to it. Yeah, and so it's, it, I guess the thing is, I don't think you should. I don't think you should write just for that. Mm. That's it. Shouldn't be okay. I want to get into BFI, so I have to write about a social theme. Yeah, I but don't think it should be that. I don't think you should write about that, like, that yeah. either. But you can understand why somebody would would think that. Yeah. yeah. But then if you do, if you do that, I think it will come across as fake. If the if the if the reason behind it is fake, yeah. as in, okay, I'm doing this because I want to get into that festival, yeah, and it, it won't because it's not true, it's not authentic, I guess. Yeah. So you've got to but, hope. You've got to hope that um, your film is. Uh, yeah, or maybe I think you you have to just stick to your guns and like, what do you want to say? Yeah, and know? then target festivals based off of that. 
Yeah, if it feels like true and authentic to you, then it will to someone else. Yeah. I just think it will. That's true. And then, it might be slightly naive of me. Yeah. But. Also, there was a film, and it was by these guys who just started, it was their first film, they all were from different professions, and it was about like West London life. Okay. And it was sort of like these mid-twenties, mid-twenties, pre-COVID, going out on nights out, like doing drugs, and just chatting shit. And right. it was pretty... Uh, it was like half an hour long, but I'd never seen a film like it. Oh, really? And because it, it was just like it, well, it was, it was kind of like Richard Linklatery in terms of its style okay. and um, mm. kind of following these characters around who were doing these big monologues. But it was so unusual and felt like it had such a, a voice. And you watched it and you were like, "Huh." I felt like I knew those characters in like when I was in West London. And maybe it wasn't it wasn't perfect, like mm. production value wise, but the fact that it was authentic, Their story, right? It just made all the difference. Yeah, I think it's that's the thing. It's like what are you bring into the table because yeah. that's the only thing you can bring to the table, isn't it? And also because it it's so hard to make them. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's got to mean something to you, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's totally fair enough. With my next short, like I feel like on this one, I'm really trying to have something to say, mm. right? And um, also something that's pretty personal, like not completely autobiographical or whatever but like personal and I've kind of come to that because I'm like well now I've done two films that are maybe more genre-y like a romance and a, and a comic broad yeah. comedy but now I want to really try and drive something to say not only for the fact that it will help me improve and it'll be new ground it'll be exciting which is mm. actually the biggest reason but also because I feel like that that film is something that people really want to see. Like yeah. I don't mind. I love those films as well, but I feel like those films is, is something that's maybe going to get me more attention. If that makes sense. Yeah. And do, do you so, feel like it's you've got more of a connection to that script? Because I've read it. It's very, it's very, very good script. Oh. oh. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I feel very. Per- I feel very. Actually, feel very connected to it. Like I'm, yeah. I, uh, so yeah. It's do you want to tell our two listeners, one listener, um, <laughs> what the script's about? Well, sure. It's just um, it's about a guy, a young man in London, caught up in like a modern day rat race, and told through a series of monologues to camera, just on his routine. So like getting up in the morning, going to work at the office, going to a bar, and it's just the same thing over and over and over again. And him slowly, I guess, disintegrating, but lying to the camera as well. So like lots of different themes, hoping to deal with like, um. Toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity, maybe misogyny. Yeah, definitely misogyny. Um, yeah, so mm. like that kind of thing, really. But yeah. yeah, and dealing with grief as well, a bit in there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, we'll see how that works out. Did you start that one with I need to say this, or was it experience, or was it? Well, it was like a actually, visual. Funnily enough, like I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I tend to like for the stuff that I've written, like see something and get inspired by it and th- like the medium of it so like for example Ari Aster mm. he did a few short films which I yeah. sent to you and I was just blown away by them I thought they were incredible yeah I think it's the best thing you've written like from everything I've read of yours the oh best. really yeah oh, definitely thanks dude most well like we were saying well, I've probably if you count how many times I've said authentic in this podcast <laughs> but it is it's the most it felt very raw and it was like oh, okay this has come from a personal Mm. experience or like you know you've experienced this and that's like, so, I need to say something that's interesting which so is I, good. I agree I think it's the I think it's the best thing I've read I've written mm. so I don't know if I, like everybody else we work with like Joaquin Freya would agree but mm. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, we thought that we could maybe like touch on like the structure in general, mm. but like not go into too much depth because we're not experts, and there are a lot of books out there that can help you better than we can. Which yeah, we we kind of read. Or, also, if you the structure of these episodes or anything. To <laughs> yeah, structure's not our strong point. Um, so books, I so one book um, that I love, I think is so great, um, and. Our listener might have already um, read it, but John York uh, and his book Into the Woods is incredible. Um, I think on character and on structure, I think it's just it's just a really amazing read. It yeah, changed agreed, how I look agreed. at writing scripts. So mm. you definitely check that out. Yeah, really like that. Um, I'd say in general, actually, just on writing, I, I really like Stephen King's on writing book. Mm. So yeah, I recommend that. Because yeah. I mean, I know I know it's just. Sh- short film format but a lot of the books you know the top books I'm writing will help I think or have helped me at least with, mm. with writing short yeah. stuff and a very successful writer that Stephen King is so he's not bad you've got to take his advice then there's the Sid Field book which is a script writing book you, yeah you, screenplay I mean it, it is focused on features mm. but probably a lot you can gain from it as well yeah there's also there's a, a specific one on short films called How to Make It Big in Shorts Oh, that's that. a good book um, Google that because I can't remember the author um, uh, and uh, then we've both read the Sidney Lumet book yeah, on making movies uh, and he has a very good section on writing that um, uh, yeah. inside the book it's a great book and generally just brilliant. a brilliant book yeah. um, that you should seek out wherever and whenever you can yeah um, and The War of Art, we've also both yeah, read. Yeah, Stephen Pressfield book. Yeah, and that's like, um, I'd say, really good because it's tough. I mean, I found it really hard at the beginning to just have the confidence to, to, to write something and send it to somebody and actually make it. Mm. Um, so that book really helped yeah. me. Yeah, I think it's also about not being distracted um, as well. And yes. He works very, very hard. It's yeah. like, you know, you're an artist and you should be writing every day, really. If that's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I guess, as well, podcasts, we both, um, Jan and I are always sending each other episodes of podcasts yeah, to listen yeah, to. Yeah. And one that we love is Brian Kofferman's mm. podcast, The Moment. Yes. Uh, he's got a very soothing voice as well, Brian. Yeah. Oh, Brian. <laughs> We're on <laughs> first, like we first, uh, first name terms already. Yeah. Um, but he interviews writers, songwriters, authors. He's a re- uh, Amor Towles. He did a really good uh, interview. Uh, yeah. The author of Gentleman in Moscow. But he, script writers, um, songwriters, but he's, TV the, show. Yeah. He's a showrunner of Billions. Exactly. So the key thing is he's a, he's a very successful yeah. screenwriter. And he mm. does the episodes where he takes Q&As and people ask him questions. Yeah. And he just talks a lot about um, the writing process. And that's ex- actually how I got to know about The War of Art, for example. Yes. Um, so yeah, he talks about that book a lot. Yeah. And one of the things that... Um, I've actually adopted from you know listening to his podcast. He's famous for morning pages, yeah, which is not yeah, his yeah, thing. Yeah. I think it's a Julia something, Cameron, yeah. yeah. So it's not actually his thing, but he's do you do I think, that? Popularize it. So I'm doing that every morning at the moment. Do you? Yeah, I've got the artist way if you want it. By the way, uh, well. okay, yeah, I'll definitely um, check that out. But I didn't know you were doing that. Okay, yeah, so cool. the morning pages is from the artist way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but that I do every morning. Uh, but so the morning pages are meant to be well, the way I do them. Um, and I'm going to get fact checked again but the way that I find this helpful for me is I, I sit at my computer and I just just write anything that comes into my head without any judgement I type it yeah um, anything that comes into my head without trying to judge myself 
trying to get a monkey off my back and just be like, okay, it's just a free free for all, just write write anything I, I need. Uh-huh. Need to write first thing in the morning as well. So you're kind of fresh. Yeah, and then that's a good technique. Um so presumably so that it just kinda of gets you yeah, fresh for the actual writing process. So mm. it helps you figure out you know, what you're gonna write later. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good way of, of, of yeah, yeah, starting yourself up. Because mm. it's very hard to look at a blank page and then you start writing something and then you go, this is rubbish, oh my God, I'm so shit, yeah, yeah. this is the worst. I think the best thing to do is just get a first draft really? written. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, Francis Lee calls it the vomit draft. Uh. He's the writer-director of God's Own Country. Yes. And Ammonite. Yes. Um, and yeah, he sends his vomit draft to one person <laughs> and they destroy it for him. And yeah. then he builds it back up from, from there. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think we both kind of have come at it in our experiences from different ways um, in terms of like the writing. So if, like for me, I try and, I don't know, really have a structure in place. So I like kind of know the end before. And if I don't really have the ending, then I kind of think, I don't really know if I really want to start because it's so much work. I might not know the ending and it's just, you know. Yeah. But if I if I know the ending, then at least I, 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 I've got those three bits. And if you've got the structure down, like, then it's, you know, using post-it notes or note cards, you know, both kind of use that stuff, then it kind of frees you up. I mean, for short films as well, even though it's only eight pages long, for the last one I was using post-it notes to mm. help me, like, get the beats um, sorted you had the ending in your head yeah pretty wow. much I mean mm. I didn't have the like last line but I had like I knew where I wanted him to go and what I, what I wanted to happen to him wow um, so then, it's interesting because I'm the opposite yeah you and know. that's what <laughs> yeah that's what fucking what Quentin Tarantino does you know so yeah, people, yeah. people do do it's, it they, people have different ways of doing it because yeah. so, I mean the ending of my last short film uh, I mean Yarn came up with the ending <laughs> when we were just discussing it uh, yeah. And then we just rolled with it and kind of and riffed on on that ending. Mm. Um, and so I don't I don't ever have the ending in my head really. But that's kind of nice, I think, as well. I mean, maybe there are pros and cons to each. But if you've got like a if you've got a set structure in place, then perhaps you don't ever fuck up. Like you don't get to the mm. point where you don't know the ending. But then if you don't you know the ending, then you can just kind of go off. But maybe you have more freedom on the way. Do you know what I mean? Like more, yeah. more. Kind so of... he's like Tarantino. You just mentioned, but he just he likes to find out what's happening. Yeah. Along the way, but I think he writes it with like absolutely no. I don't know. Does he write he with no structure he... in his head at all? Or he says that like he gets like he does the first half and then he just lets go. Okay. But he did know the ending for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which makes sense. So you find out your process through writing it, won't you? Yeah, I suppose if you you just kind of have to try a lot of different things and yeah, see what works. Um, works for you and read a lot about other people's different processes as yeah. well make sure you send it out and get feedback from like minded people, people. Yeah. trusted people so I send a lot to Yian pretty yeah. much everything and you send a lot to me I've got a friend Tom who's a writer and he uh, helped me massively with my last short film I was sending him constant drafts yeah. and he was giving me very blunt feedback yeah um, and then, I mean, you know, your producer should be doing it as well. Yeah. So you so should be sending, really yeah, helpful, yeah, yeah, very helpful notes. You know. Yeah. And creative soundboard, really. They should be. Yeah, and then it's interesting as well because, like, you kind of learn because maybe at the start I kind of felt like, oh, they don't understand me. They don't understand my vision. You know. <laughs> but then, I'm an artist. I'm a genius. <laughs> but then, like, I think pr- probably like you, similar kind of 
to quote Deacon's sensibility. Oh. You know, his podcast, he always sensibility. But I mean, I know... That he's he... a very erudite man. <laughs> he's such a legend. Yeah, but, you know, you've got, like... If you hate something, I will probably hate it too. And if you love something, mm. I will probably like a lot too. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, will, I think it would be pretty, pretty wild for you to like be like that was fucking shit if it wasn't do you know what I mean yeah yeah so yeah. and I hope likewise yeah yeah I think so, so I think as good, well good. so it's like trusted feedback basically yeah. Yeah. and also try not to take yeah like you say so don't take it personally no. you know yeah if, that's and it's, I think are, it's yeah. if 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 there's a rule of thumb if like three people are making the exact same comment yeah. it probably needs to change I mean it, you know it, I I think um on Last drop, three people made the same comment about one thing. Right. And I changed it. But then it's like, so, you know, if, if they're trusted people and they're giving you pretty brutal feedback, that's good because then you can improve from it. Mm. You know, don't take it to heart. Yeah. Think. Absolutely. Basically, think. Because if you, if you think you're fucking amazing and you're not going to take any feedback, you're not going to learn and you're not going to get better. Yeah. And then Even also, though it's a hard yeah. pill to swallow that you haven't just made, you know, the next parasite or. <laughs> sure, yeah. The Godfather 2 or something, you know, yeah. which is like quite unlikely at this stage. Still learning. <laughs> true, true. And Still like, will be learning. The whole collaboration thing, like collaborating as much as possible is something is definitely like I've had to learn and I feel like on previous shows, like for example, the next one, I wish I collaborated a bit more, I feel mm. like, or try to get people to bring their ideas more. Yeah. It's just another learning. I'm exactly the same. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I think I did better on Last Drop than I did on the, the hearing with that. Um, and so this, this, this is a quote from Paul Schrader, um, who wrote Taxi Driver, didn't he? Yeah. Paul Schrader. Um, about collaborations and scripts. So... He also did First Reform. First Reform did with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, great. Great film. Um, so, I could... I could be just a writer very easily. I'm not a writer. I'm a screenwriter, which is half a filmmaker. But it is not an art form because screenplays are not works of art. They are invitations to others to collaborate on a work of art. Mm, So wise words from Paul Paul Schrader. um, All about collaboration. (laughs) It is a collaborative thing. If it's just you... It's like it's not a film by; it's a film with a yeah. fuckload of other yeah, people yeah. who are making making it work. Can I end on another quote? Yeah, Can I, think, I give us I another think, quote? I remember you said you wanted to do two. Okay, yeah, cool. Because it's it's from um from our man William Gold Goldman, yeah, uh, great writer guy. of Butch Cassidy and Sundance yeah. Kid and, and Adventures in the Screen Trade. And yes, did we mention? We that didn't book? mention that book. No, also really good book. Great book, Adventures yeah. in the Screen Trade. Yeah. Um. So he says. The easiest thing to do on earth is not to write. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I don't know if that was a negative way to end this, but it just shows it's, a, it's really hard. Yeah, which is why there's so much to talk about. Yeah, and you sit down, and that's why I like just having a routine is really helpful. Like if you're doing it from you're getting up nine a.m. Um, or whatever it is, you are there, and it's without fail. Mm. You're gonna yeah, I think they, Stephen Pressfield talks about that as well. Yeah, um, his like. I think there's a, a uh, someone was asking a writer, do you write when the inspiration strikes or do you write, you know, regularly every day? And he's like, I write when the inspiration strikes and the inspiration strikes at 9am yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah. That's, um, that's so, yeah. So we've got, so in, to wrap up, what should I write about? Um, so you can write about something that you've been influenced by, just an idea that pops into your head mm. that you maybe have been inspired by in your surroundings. Through a film, a book, a conversation with someone, an experience. Yeah. 
Or yeah. you could have something you really want to say, something yeah. that could be like a social, social theme, theme or just or anything else that you just find like a, a special nuance about yeah. life that you really want to that you need to share discuss. through film. Mm. Or you can combine all those three things. Yeah, I think um, also a good thing to start with is probably you know a location. Yeah, location. Keeping it simple, logistical. Clear. Yeah, yeah. Like thinking about what your logistical limitations are. And then also read all the books, man. Yeah, read just books. read the books. That's so. And you can do so, it. I mean, yeah, you can do it. I mean, reading books is just, I think, the most. I, I didn't really discover, I think, until two, until like a couple of years ago, just how helpful reading mm. like loads of books. Yeah. Are. And then I just, you know, I can't, you know, say recommend that enough. them enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, those are the main things, right? Yeah, those are I think the main things. We we waffled a lot. But, yeah, we waffled. Um, a lot. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, if we can well, do it, you can do it. Yeah, that's the spirit. Thank you.